Gather round, folks. It's time for a tale. Set normal aside, and let's pull back the veil. For here you'll find the weird and uncanny. Nightmares are lurking in each nook and cranny. Fear is your friend. When you come to the show, who knows what you'll see hiding in your shadow? The creepy, the crawly will get under your skin. Grab a treat, take a seat, we're about to begin. It's a quarter to cookie. It's time to get spooky. I started my own business, a landscaping business. At 12 years old, I was cutting the neighbor's lawns for a couple of bucks to fund my candy addiction. Sooner or later, more people wanted my service and appreciated my handiwork. When most kids were sending out their college applications, I could be found in the local park making a topiary out of the bushes. The little kids went crazy over the animals I created, and the parents always wanted my number so I could do custom landscaping for their homes. Say Trees was born. I saved up for better tools over the years while still managing to graduate high school, much to my parents' relief. We love the entrepreneur you're becoming. It's just a good idea to have a high school diploma under your belt, just in case, said my dad. My mom gave him a glare. But we're so proud of you, sweetie. Before we get started with the celebration, do you mind checking out the palms in the backyard? The fronds are hanging too low, and I keep walking into them. Sure thing, I said as I headed out back. The palm fronds seemed fine, but what was sitting under them, shining a sweet metallic red smile, was the lawnmower of my dreams. My parents put their arms around me as I stared in shock. Happy graduation, Shelby. And happy new business venture, added Mom, handing me the keys. A brand new Lawn Magic 500. This was the most technologically advanced riding lawnmower on the market, with built-in Bluetooth capabilities for voice-activated steering from smart devices. I gave it a name because it was my trusty steed, Herman. Summertime in Florida can be a real scorcher. Despite the sweat, my business couldn't have been doing any better. Now that I had Herman, I was mowing four lawns a day, and my topiary skills were improving. That was my first summer with a full business load. And by the end, I was tired. I took a water break in the cab of my truck when my phone rang. Hello? Hello. I'm calling for a Shelby with, say, Trace. That's me. What can I do for you? My name's Max Hapley, owner of Hapley Amusements. I run the carnival that comes into town for the fall festival. I'm in kind of a pickle here, and my friend said you could possibly help me out. I love the fall festival. It's a staple for my parents and I every year. Love to find a fan. Look... Our usual lawn guys out sick and I need the grove maze cleared. Are you familiar? The grove maze was the main attraction at the carnival, 
Our town has a huge orange orchard on the outskirts with fairgrounds right next to it. The orange trees are designed into a maze using the hay bales as walls. Every year the path is different. The grove maze is my favorite. You guys do a bang-up job with it. Right. I was wondering if we could employ your services. I'd love to. Very good. Come by at noon tomorrow so we can discuss details. You can find us at the Old Meser Ranch on State Road 50. Thanks. And he hung up before I had time to say goodbye. I arrived at Meser Ranch a little before noon. The ranch was in the middle of nowhere on a long stretch of flat land with the occasional orange tree orchard and dirt road turnoff. There was a trailer in the middle of a bunch of pieces of large carnival rides. It looked like an amusement park graveyard. I parked my truck next to a couple of tilt-a-whirl buggies. None of the rides were put together, and no booths were set up. There wasn't a soul around. The carnival opened in three days. This was the complete opposite of what the fair looked like when it's open. I took a deep breath and got out of my truck. When I closed my door, a burly man with bits of dirt and grease covering his clothes came out of a frail screen door. His eyes, hidden under the bushiest eyebrows, sized me up. You must be Shelby. Yes, sir. Say trees at your service. I forced a smile as his stare made me uncomfortable. Right. Follow me over here to the oranges and I'll show you the plan. We walked in silence along the dirt path and passed by a compressed ferris wheel and a decapitated dragon head. I can only imagine it's part of that silly dragon roller coaster you ride when you're five. But it stared at me begging for help. This doesn't even look close to the fall festival filled with fun every October. We approached the start of the orange grove. The trees looked horrible and shriveled, like they hadn't been watered in years. There was a large map fixed on a wooden display. Here's the layout for the design this year. It was a bit more intricate than the maze you'd find on a kid's menu at an alehouse. I glanced back at the groves. What happened to the trees? The orchard had a bug problem, but we're taking care of it. No need to worry. Seems like it's pretty bad. I know a pest expert. Want me to call him? I said no. Now, can you do this job? Of course. Shouldn't be a problem. I tried to hide my uneasiness. Great. You can start tomorrow. The next day, I brought my equipment bright and early to the ranch. The temperature was already 85 degrees, and it was just after 7 a.m. The site still looked like a wasteland, and no progress had been made on setting up rides. I walked up to the trailer and knocked on the door to let Max know I'd arrived. The tattered screen door wiggled in its frame with each knock. I waited a few minutes, but no one answered. I walked back to my truck and drove around to the start of the orange grove. I unloaded Herman and filled up his gas tank. I peered down into the maze of orange trees and assessed the overgrowth. The grass seemed about three feet tall and yellowed with gray dust on top. Strange. There you are. 
I turned around and saw Mr. Happily towering over me. Oh, hi, Mr. Happily. How long had he been standing behind me? I was just about to start. Do you mind starting at the end of the maze and working your way back here? Sure, shouldn't be a problem. Great, thanks. And he walked back towards the trailer. I grabbed my backpack with all my pruning tools and entered the maze riding my mower. The trees looked depressed. The leaves were dried up and gray like dryer lint. A layer of mold had taken over. It took me a few minutes to make my way through. I reached the center when I saw them. Two blue tinted feet sticking out from behind one of the bushes. I shifted Herman into park and stared at the feet. Nobody's feet could look that cold in this 90 degree heat. I hopped off my seat and grabbed the phone out of my pocket. I touched the screen to unlock it when I felt a force slam into me and the world went black. Flickering light danced across my eyelashes as I struggled to open my eyes. My skin felt damp and the heat was unbearable. A throbbing at the back of my head washed over me. I lifted my hand to soothe my head and discovered a restraint keeping my arms at my side. My wrist was shackled down to something below the leaves. I pulled on the wrist locks, but my attempts to release them were futile. I tried lifting my legs and felt the same metal restraints holding them down. Who put me here? I looked to my left and screamed. The blue-toed man was beside me. The sunbeam on my face was eclipsed by a shadow. I looked up to see a man's face staring down at me. An upside-down Mr. Happily grinning. Mr. Happily, help! I don't know what's going on! He didn't respond. He kept his gaze on me as he bent over me with arms outstretched. Please, I I can't get up. He was about to touch my face and I winced away. Instead, he reached for the ground beside my head and picked up the wooden board I was strapped to. I was lifted vertically until I was standing upright again and I was dangling two feet off the ground. The moldy leaves fell off the board and revealed vibrant colors and intricate designs in circular patterns. I kept trying to pull on the cuffs without luck. Why aren't you helping me? I shouldn't be here. What's going on? Oh, shut up, girl. You'll see soon enough. There was a clunk as I was placed on something. I began to fall as the board began to rotate. The dead man next to me whizzed by my face and I recoiled in terror. I was going in circles, as if I was cartwheeling. Finally, my spin abruptly stopped and I was once again upright, rocking slightly. Vomit formed in my throat and I swallowed it back down. Why are you doing this to me? Don't you ever wonder where the carnival gets its luster and flair? Mr. Happily grumbled as he started laying candles and leaves below my feet. It's the young ones like you that graciously give your life to nurture the land that was beaten and blistered from the wicked summer heat. Your life will give birth to my carnival. I didn't volunteer my life. You hired me to fix up the maze. Ah, but you are fixing up the maze. With your life, of course. 
He began to light the candles below my feet. Be grateful you didn't end up like him, with your body withered away for nothing. He put up too much of a fight before I could complete the ritual, but luckily there's no shortage of landscaping people in this town. I had to think fast before the leaves caught on fire and missed my chance of escape. I pulled the restraints with all my might and squirmed to get out. It was no use trying to break the shackles. Stop wasting your energy, girl. I need that energy to flow through my carnival and make it flourish. He raised his hands and began chanting towards the sky in an unfamiliar language. Energy. Herman was energy efficient and had a fancy Wi-Fi program on board that I could access with my smartwatch. I stared at the watch on my wrist, trying to figure out how I could activate the voice command. The button on the side needed to be pressed. Fortunately, the shackles had a screw protruding at just the right angle. I bumped the button on the screw and the screen lit up. Herman, remote operation on! The watch glowed green as it accepted my words, and I heard the soft rumble of Herman's engine starting. The fire started touching the soles of my shoes and I pulled my legs up as far as I could. Herman, proceed forward, direction. Oh no, I needed to give it cardinal directions. I had no idea what direction I was in relation to Herman. I visualized the map in my head of where the road I came in was and where the maze was in the back of the property. I had to be northeast. I hoped I was right. Herman, proceed forward, direction northeast. I heard Herman's soft rumble come closer as I began to wince away from the pain of the flames eating my shoes. The smell of burnt rubber engulfed the air, and I coughed trying to hold my breath. Herman's shiny red body came through the smoke, and I let out a sigh of relief. But he traveled past me, not quite making the pole. Herman, stop! The air shifted. Hapley's chanting ceased and the fire rose above my eyes for a second before settling back down at my feet. The ceremony is complete and now you must burn! He threw leaves at my feet to fuel the flames higher and the rubber on the bottom of my shoes began to drip off. Herman! (laughs) Proceed south full speed! I yelled through coughs as I struggled to push the watch button to the screw with what little energy I had left. The smoke filled my lungs and sleep began to wrestle my brain. I heard a thump and I was moving again on my wooden wheel, only this time not in a circle, but I fell towards the ground to my left. Herman had succeeded in breaking the post. The fall cracked the board I was strapped to in half and my left hand and foot were free. No! Happily was no longer standing in front of the fire. I looked around panicked, wondering where he went. You stupid girl. He grabbed my hair and pulled me up to stand. I cringed in pain as the burned sole of my foot stood on the sharp twigs on the ground. You think you can escape? All I have to do is burn you. The ceremony is already complete. You've been accepted as the sacrifice. Don't you understand? Don't you want to be the reason the carnival comes to life? I looked to my right wrist, still shackled to the board, 
The watch could still be activated with the screw. I clicked it. Herman, proceed south full speed. My feet couldn't keep me up and I slipped through Hapley's grip. I watched from the ground as Herman roared to life shooting out of the flames like a bat out of hell. He stormed directly towards Hapley and ran him down. Hapley burst into flames from Herman's fiery trail. The fire rose higher as sleep won and I drifted off. I awoke coughing. I panicked, pulling on the board to shield my face. But my right arm was no longer attached to a board. It was attached to a slew of wires and tubes. Sweetie, it's okay. My mom was at my side, holding my left hand. My dad was beside her in a chair. Both of their faces were pale, like they haven't slept in days. We're here. You're safe. Where's Hapley? He set me on fire. Herman. I quickly thought about my mower that saved my life. Honey, you were in an accident in the orange grove. Your new lawnmower short-circuited and caused the fire. My dad chimed in. No, Hapley set off the fire. He was trying to sacrifice me for his stupid carnival. Pain shot up from my feet. I threw off the blanket and saw two large bandaged lumps at the end of the bed. My feet were wrapped up. Mr. Hapley wasn't there, sweetie. You burned your feet trying to run. They found you thanks to the Wi-Fi program the mower has. It sent an alert to the authorities that the engine had caught on fire. I knew getting the smart mower would come in handy. But that's not true. Herman saved my life. Hapley started the fire. How could they not believe me? There was another man there. A dead one. Another landscaping employee. No one else was there, hon. You need your rest. Let's get the nurse. My dad left the room. Mom, you have to believe me. That man is evil. Shh. Rest, dear. You're safe. No one's after you. My mom clicked on the TV in the corner of the room. She flipped through the channels and it fell upon Mr. Hapley's face in full screen. See, look, there he is. The camera panned across the blackened section of the orange grove as random shiny red metallic pieces were scattered across. Herman. The scroll across the bottom said, Local lawn care employee burned in mower malfunction. The camera cut back to Hapley and his face held no remorse. It's unfortunate that the mower malfunctioned, but I have faith the fall festival will still be on schedule to open this weekend. He faced the camera, staring directly at me with his sinister grin. Any landscaping businesses out there free this week? I need your services now more than ever. Reach me at Happily Amusements. We hope you enjoyed this spine-chilling story. For now you're stuck in strange territory. Wherever you go, the bizarre will follow through mysterious fog and eerie hollows. You can't hide behind brick and mortar when you're lost within the spooky quarter. The Spooky Quarter features narrator Megan Daniels, story host Johnny McCone, 
and story editing by Melanie Daniels. Max Hapley and Dad, voiced by Johnny McCone. The Mower was written by Megan Daniels.